Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. film fans to a brand new episode of quality check podcast i'm one of your hosts daniel posey in reverse joined by (laughs) (laughs) joined by drew douglas i tried before recording to go welcome or something that would basically be welcome or just replay that in reverse maybe do both of those But if you can't tell film fans we are returning to our movie format to cover the ultimate trip back in time or time aversion with Tenet, the brand new Christopher Nolan movie. So let's go ahead and kick off talking about Tenet in terms of the movie going experience. What what was that like for you, Drew? Because I know you saw this on a Monday night. It was about seven, almost eight o'clock. And the theater was, I think, on its third or fourth day being open. So very, was, very new. It was day number four. Normal circumstances, this would have been a packed house. We had five people in the theater with us. That's crazy. It was amazing. And that's five people, and four of those five were part of everyone who you were there with, right? I had three friends, and then there was five extra. Okay. And then we went to Regal, which it's a a theater I don't usually go to. It was one of the best experiences that I've had at a movie in a long time. I have to say I sat in the same theater. I was the only one there. Mm. Did you keep your mask on? Yeah. I, I was in an auditorium. Get this. The size that it would normally seat, uh, 298 people. <laughs> I was one person in that. Now, granted, I ended up seeing this, and then in the very beginning, two people walked. I'm like, oh, great. Apparently, because you had to reserve in advance, I kept checking the app. No one was booked. Well, then I saw... I Actually, I take that back. One person booked a few seats down from me. I'm like, really? This is like a huge auditorium, and you're booking close to me? That person never came in, but two other people came in, sat way in the back, for the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie, they walked out, and that was it. So I assume maybe they had seen the movie and wanted to see that opening scene. Yeah. I don't know. But then Do again, you, it's like an awkward time for them to leave. Yeah. Maybe they just wanted to see what it was all about. Yeah, that's they a good point. They knew within 10 minutes this was not their movie. <laughs> maybe, but then again, what else are they seeing? Unhinged? It is weird. They We have our theaters reopened, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people are willing to go back. Yeah. And it's a very different experience, I will say that. Walking in with your mask on, the theater being pretty much empty. I mean, the I when I went, the auditor there were people there to see other things, I assume, but like the theater itself was a ghost town. What was the concession stand like? No, nobody there. Hmm. Did anyone 
get popcorn or a drink? In my theater, and, yeah, there was um there was a couple, probably three or four rows in front of us that did, and they kept their mask on, and then when they ate, they would, you know, obviously lower it down. Everybody else kept their mask on. I w- I really thought people would once the lights went down, they mm-hmm. would take it off. Um, but that didn't happen. So that was nice. Did you find that weird with this almost being a three hour movie? No, I, I've gotten so used to wearing a mask that I don't, I don't even notice it. And I weirdly, I guess not weirdly, but if I don't have it on, I feel um, weird at this point. Mm. I'm like, Oh, where's my mask? Yeah. And you're reaching for in, it in public, not at home, obviously, but I'm yeah, still wearing weird, mine at home. Weird times. And then we have a movie that they continually put masks on. But we won't get into that now because that'd be spoiler territory. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's just say from here on out, there's going to be spoilers. That's actually a good thing to point out. So heads up for all of you out there. Once again, we'll say it again. We'll reiterate it. Spoilers from this point going forward. You never know what we'll spout out about Chris Nolan's new movie, Tenet. This is kind of like a little pop-up podcast because we weren't going to talk about Tenet. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know I was going to watch this. Yeah, and you just randomly said, hey, I saw it. No, so I, we're going to talk about it. I don't have anything written down. I don't have any notes. It's off the cuff. This is off the cuff, and I can't promise that it's going to be any good. Oh, <laughs> It's going to be on par with our usual stuff. <laughs> well, it's something that over – it was Labor Day, Monday, and I figured, you know, I'll keep checking back the app uh, for the movie theater um, – that I normally, where I would normally go. And it was just, it was a ghost town, like you said, on a Labor Day, freaking Labor Day weekend. But I read though, that's not, because this made 20 million, we'll get into this, uh, Labor Day weekend. But this deadline article said that's not a time for movies. Hmm. Because people are trying to enjoy the final day of summer. Mm. You know, that final stretch. Yeah. It's just weird times, man. It, it is. And I'm especially curious to see what follows after Tenet because did you say Deadline said that Tenet was basically the failed experiment or the experiment gone wrong? It was just it's not going to kickstart the box office like they had envisioned or hoped because it's making decent money. But um, I don't know. I think this is a odd movie to restart the box office anyway. Mm-hmm. I think under normal circumstances, I don't think this would be a massive hit. Like some of Nolan's other movies, I think it would make a hundred plus. I don't think this would have huge legs. Yeah, this isn't an Inception to me. Yeah, or a Dark Knight Rises, or even an Interstellar, which made a crazy amount of money for how I think uh, that's another one I would never guess would make a lot of money. That movie made a ton. Mm-hmm. Dunkirk made a lot of money. Yeah, that's a good point. In the U.S. I honestly figured that the one movie they would end up going with to jumpstart the box office would have been a movie like, say, Wonder Woman or a comic book movie, something where you have a lot of people interested and excited to return to the theaters that have been holding out. Black Widow would be a great example. But, I mean, right now, Disney, especially with their release of Mulan on Disney Plus and that $30 price tag, I know the rumor, the big rumors will soul the new Pixar movie take that route and Black Widow. I don't know. I don't think it's out of the question. Black Widow, that or Wonder Woman, that could have been interesting. I, I think, can see that actually doing very well. Yeah. I, and But then again, are, are studios mainly thinking, well, we don't want to attract too many people out? 
I don't, it's like this really weird discussion, though, because if you're already bringing a new movie to the theaters and you're trying to drive up box office, you want as many people as possible. But it's like they're trying to play it safe, but yet well, not. the theaters can play it safe. I don't think I think we're going to see a lot of these big movies in, I guess, October, November, December. I don't think they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. I kind of I want Disney to put Black Widow on Disney Plus. I think that would be that would do monster numbers. Well, like you said, I, a really cool idea is for studios to more or less adapt to the times. If they do put it on like a premium video on demand, release it like that for now. Maybe they could bring it back to theaters as they're slowly starting to reopen. I mean, we saw that with Bloodshot and a few of those other movies where they slowly came back to theaters as classics. Although I wouldn't consider Bloodshot <laughs> to be a classic. A classic that came out four months ago. But I don't know. It's a very weird thing because I'm all for theaters reopening. But after them reopening for this, it's almost like I'm siding more with the, eh, maybe we could wait a little bit longer. And then... Release it online officially and then bring it to theaters whenever it's worth it, whenever whenever you can safely get everyone back or as many people as possible for that normal movie-going experience. Because I will say I think this movie would have been very different with a crowd. It would have played differently or felt differently. Did you feel the same way or not really? No, not really. I, I had a good time watching it, I'll say that. I just... With these studios, I don't know. I don't understand their logic some of the time. And when is when are we going to be safe again? There's no timeline for any of this. So the constant delaying and pushing of these movies back, just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Why not just because I I feel like they've shown taking advantage of the VOD system. Mm-hmm. You're gonna if it's something people want to see, they're gonna pay for it. Yeah, especially Candyman. The closer we get, the more fall like VOD baby. Uh, Please, let's, I don't know if you want to take a couple seconds, let's put our hands together. Okay. We'll pray to the movie gods that we get Candyman VOD. Moment of silence real quick. Let's kind of pray to the movie gods. Amen. That felt good. Candyman that in theaters, you going to do that? I would love to, yeah. If it's similar to the... Well, let me put it this way. If it's the same as watching Tenet, I would do it 100%. In an auditorium of 298, what would normally seat 298 people, and I'm the only one there watching Candyman, that would freaking rule. Well, the thing with Tenet, too, is there's like 40,000 showings a day. Because mm-hmm. there's no movies at, so you you saw it at three fifteen mm-hmm. or whatever, and there's a three and a three thirty. Yeah. So there's going to be plenty of chances to see without a crowd. Well, but Candyman is one where you want a crowd. If it's yeah. good, it's gonna you're gonna respond to it. I, I would like to have a crowd the first time and then see it all alone the first, second time, because that way you get to like freak yourself out, and then you get the audience reaction. That'd be fun. I feel so, like at home, I'm more likely to get scared. Yeah. With the lights out, and then you're like, oh, is there somebody outside the door? Do you, I don't know. Because do in the theater, you're scared, and then you walk out, and it's there's lights on, and mm-hmm. it's, or it's broad daylight, and it just lo- loses that. But if you watch that at night for the first time, it'd really be scary. In the exception of whenever, and 
I told a coworker of ours this. Whenever I saw uh, and watched Doctor Sleep, walked out and it was snowing everywhere. Oh, that was like that's such cool. a great yeah. But of course, you'll have to watch that movie to figure out what I'm talking about. That's like Stephen King prayed to the movie gods. Oh, he knew and they he, blessed us with snow. He knew exactly what was going on. Well, now that we got that out of the way, let's go over how this episode will work. We, of course, will talk about Tenet. We've got two games for you, not just one, but two. One of which is called Guess That Chris Nolan Movie Game. <laughs> A very original title. Yeah, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory right there. We've also got Chart Toppers. We're bringing that back. And it was a huge success last time. People really ate that up. We, yeah, we ended up getting a lot of your comments, several emails, and it was just an overnight success. And then finally, we'll end with the last thing of which we watched or listened to, something that we want to talk to you about. Maybe share the love for that. First and foremost, let's get into Tenet. do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War Three. Nuclear holocaust? No. Something worse. How would you describe the plot of Tenant without any spoilers? What's a spoiler? Is saying that they need to stop World War Three a spoiler? I don't think so. Don't it's think said so in the trailer. But even in the trailer, it's like we something along the lines of got to stop World War Three, and then another character says it's much worse than that. But is it? I mean, it all seems pretty bad to me. I mean, technically, World War a world war is a world domination, which therefore would end in whatever way one person or group wants it to, which is exactly what happens in this case. I think this is like total destruction, though, right? Yeah. He, he's, he's, we'll get into this. Total What wipeout. does the bad guy want? Oh, like, what has pushed him to be like, yeah, I'm just going to end it all? They give you one line of dialogue that explains it. I'm like, this is stupid. Well... Uh, apparently, it's just so he can end up enjoying death on the Nile. Let's get these stats. Yeah. So, hey, we got a preview of that before the movie. That's That was fun. Oh, Look, yeah. Looks awesome. And then the Dune, Dune teaser to the trailer. Dune it, teaser to the trailer, which was actually really cool, too. That that was fun. I, I like that. That Especially seeing some Timothy Chalet and... <laughs> you can't... You can't ever say this anyway. Get, let's go to the stats. (laughs) I got a fantasy draft in about an hour. So Tenet tells the story of the world for a special ops agent getting turned upside down, and he finds himself fighting for the fate of the world following the failure of a mission. This was released officially. I don't, that plot does not sound anything like the movie I watched. How, How would you describe it? I was actually trying to find a way to describe it. IMDb, it was something along the lines of armed with one word Tenet, the main protagonist must find a way to prevent World War Three or something like that. Yeah, it's like this guy that's lured into this covert operation to stop the end of the world, basically. Yeah, I mean... I guess, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that, how do you really describe it without revealing too much about it? But I, w- I want to say, too, I've only seen this once, you've seen this once... 
we'll get into our opinions, but this is a movie that you need to watch like four times. Mm-hmm. So anything I say may or may not be valid. Well, I, I honestly think watching this again will help smooth out a lot of the questions that I have and even some of the complaints. Yeah. And even though we talked about our movie going experience, there's a big thing, which we will talk about in questions, how I feel the way I want to rewatch this. But this film was released officially in the U.S. on September 3rd, 2020, written and directed by Christopher Nolan, starring the one and only John David Washington. Yeah. Robert Pattinson oh, yeah. before he plays the Batman. The Batman. Emily DeBevick and Kenneth Branagh not sporting his very stylish mustache from Death on the Nile, unfortunately. This movie tenant was budgeted at $225 million. The box office just in the U.S. is just north, slightly north, of $200 million. And the global take right now is $150 million. Do you know this must make $800 million to break even? How That's does being that work, reported. Though, but it only costs two twenty-five. Because of marketing and also with apparently the back end that Nolan has Oof. agreed on, in which it's like 10% of the film he'll end up pulling that in or, or, or something like that. He, he's got this really crazy back end payment, which it's obviously like it can't make that. No, it can't. Now, what you could do is put it on iTunes and streaming for 25 bucks, along with the theatrical screenings and you might make some of that money back. How, how much would you pay for this on demand, premium on demand, if it were there? And I hadn't seen it? Mm-hmm. I don't know, 30 bucks? I would go upwards of like 50. Think about it. It's like a brand new video game. Whenever a game comes out. And then if you came over, we're splitting that. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't have a problem paying for things I really want to watch. Yeah. And this is one of those movies both of us really want. I mean, it's free in Christopher Nolan, even though I'm a little, I think he's a great director. I'm kind of mixed on some of the things that he's done. Oof. But you're a huge, you're, you basically worship him. He's almost my God. Ooh. That's a joke. <laughs> Uh, finally, Tenet's Rotten Tomato score by the critics stands Ooh. currently at 74%, Ooh. just north of Interstellar, 72%. Oh, that's stupid. One interesting note, <laughs> the cinema score for this movie. Do you, do you, so cinema score, it's like opening weekend. They, they have whoever watched the movie rate it from F to A+. Mm-hmm. This is his worst score in 14 years. That's crazy. Since The Prestige. It's a B. I went over and looked at all of his movies. Insomnia got a B, which is truly asinine. It is. Batman Begins got an A. Uh, the Prestige got a B, which I don't understand at all. That's that's his sec- That's Nolan's second best film. Ooh. Dark Knight got an A. Inception, B+. The Dark Knight Rises got an A. Interstellar, B+. <laughs> Dunkirk, A-. Tenet, B. So this is... One of his lowest cinema scores. Man, I... You think that's due to maybe confusion? Uh, what hey, you just watched? Yeah, yeah maybe. The spoiler alert. I, I came out of this movie really cold. Hmm. And I told you that. I was like, I don't know if I even liked it. Well, I normally have watched Nolan movies, and that's how I feel. Where it's... Um, a, Quentin Tarantino once described a uh, film... 
as well the last one Dunkirk as a movie that you just kind of take it in that's how I do with Christopher Nolan movies I watch it and I take it in and I'm like I try to be a sponge soaking it in and at first I'm like huh that was kind of underwhelming with some of the things that I thought would happen it's do you think it's deserving of that 74 percent or that B score on cinema score I think the Rotten Tomato score is 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 fine I would say so and I don't think that 74, it seems low, but I like a movie that's divisive. I also like a movie that after five days um, in, in reading more about it, you kind of appreciate it more, which is what I have since done with Tenet. I love any movie that makes you feel that way. But I'm not going to say this is by any means a something that I'm wanting to return to immediately. I love thinking about it, but it's not like, Watching it and then wanting to go back and rewatch it right away. First Nolan movie I've been cold on. There are the reversal though. Dark Knight Rises I thought was the best Batman film in the trilogy after I saw it. Definitely my least favorite now and one of my least favorite Nolan films. Whoa. It goes both ways is what I'm saying. Mm. Very cold on Tenet. I think I'm going to warm up to it though seeing it again. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like say Interstellar, when I first saw that, I thought, eh, it's okay. Didn't hate it. I liked it, but didn't love it. And after rewatching it, I'm like, man, I loved it. And then Inception goes down a little bit. It's okay. I, I, no, I'll say this. I really like it, but I don't quite love it anymore. I, I think it is a great, great film. But anyways, don't want to get too sidetracked. Let's go ahead and get into our overall thoughts. First and foremost, best thing about Tenant. What do you think? I, 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 I think there's something... I know I just asked you what you think, and then Ooh. I'm talking. Ooh. What do you think? <laughs> my my opinion is John David Washington is, I think, can truly be a magnificent... He is a magnificent star, but I think he proves that he can end up holding a film, no matter what it is, if it's Black Klansman or a movie like this, is sci-fi and futuristic and mind-bending is what Nolan makes it. I think he he can hold a film on his own. I have to say that he's the MVP of this. Ooh, the MVP's got to be Nolan because there's literally no other filmmaker that could get a studio to shell out this much money yeah. for this movie. That's a good point. I mean, it's uh, I, w- I walked away just honestly amazed that this movie even exists because no one else is going to be able to make this film. That's a cool thing, and we're seeing it in theaters. And he's the one who's... I wonder if it weren't for Nolan pushing for the release of this, if theaters would have been delayed even more. We would have never... Well, I can't, I, I won't say the theater thing. This movie would not have come out if it wasn't for Nolan. Yeah. In terms of when it came out. Sure. This would be in 2021. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's a good point. I think that's just, you have to commend that. And that's the best thing about this film for me, just the fact that he got it made. Outside of the uh, the the visuals, um, which are pretty incredible at times, John David Washington is a star, though. He's fantastic. He's so good that I, I again, I'm going to say this again, I'm watching Ballers because of him. <laughs> and I need to start it. I've just been plowing through season one and two. Do you like him just better like in he Ballers? he plows through the women in oh. that show. <laughs> He's very different in, in, uh, in Ballers, I'll say that. Man, I need to do that. I need to start that. What about the worst thing about Tenant? The bad guy is awful. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh's character is just... He's almost basically the character he played in, in uh, Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit. 
Ooh. And he hams it up, which is fine, but the character's not fun. The whole physical and verbal abuse of the of his wife, his estranged wife, feels so cliche and unnecessary. Oh, it's awful. It's, it's awful. It, it's very like 80s. That's what it feels like. And his plot, whatever. So he's he basically views the world because he's sick. He has cancer or something. And he basically views the world as, you know, if I can't have it, no one can. The same way he views his wife. That's your that's the freaking plot. So he wants to invert the world so it goes like basically crushes in on itself. Was that it? I'm just confused by this whole like third act basically. The idea, my my understanding is that he is he is able to harness the this inversion so people can't stop him. But at the same time, his plan is to end it because he's figured this out after the fact. So in the future, he's figured out time inversion. Therefore, he's going back to the time where he's able to end not only his life, but the world at his happiest moment. And the way to do so is have this heart monitor on himself. And that's why he keeps checking it. But yet, by the time we end up seeing all of this play out, then we know that he's traveling back through time, which is a really weird thing. I don't, he's not literally traveling through time. No, that's, that's the thing. It does not have, it's, it's not time travel. It's he's just, just the reversing. with, I'm yeah. so confused by a lot of this. That's why I'm saying like, I need to watch this again. Even when I read up on it, I'm like, oh, the plot is so basic. But then you add in this inversion feature and I just, I'm just like a kid back in like science Ooh. class. It's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, the, I mean, and there's even a line like 15 minutes into the movie and she's just like, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't yeah. even like worry about comprehending what you're going to watch. Don't think about it. Just feel it. And More which is great. Is it? I felt awesome watching Inversion and I was walking out of the theater backwards. I don't understand what I watched. I think the story itself was way too muddied and that's where it really brings it down for me overall because i agree the worst thing ends up being the villain and it's this wait so you are basically a jerk who's narcissistic and can't there's one thing that you can't have i don't know there are just certain things that it doesn't it just doesn't quite stack up to be that great because one of the reviews you had that you had stated on the podcast here is that it's James Bond on acid. I didn't even feel like it was that big of a spy film. It didn't feel like that at all. At at times it feels like it's Nolan's version. It's definitely, there's touches of it, like with the way John Washington dresses and we, Mm -hmm. we have these kind of jokes about, Oh yeah, Brooks brothers. That's not a, you're going to have to upgrade that style. I don't know. I, I would defy anyone to see this movie one time and explain it to me fully because I don't think you can. Yeah. No. Which not. isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when, I don't know, I feel like that. I just missed, within five minutes, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And then that continues for a full hour. Yeah. And then I leave the movie and I'm still confused, but I read about it. And I'm like, oh, I understood it, but I also really don't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's infuriating. Uh, do you think it's a mess? No, I I don't know what to think. I I wonder, 
I wonder if Nolan's got his head too far up his own butthole. And mm. my big question is, where does he go next? Because every film builds on the other one in terms of scope or stunts or story and the way he plays with time. And I wonder if he's going to start inverting himself. Mm. And the, his plots for his next film will start. Because I'm. It's like recycling. He. Well, I just mean like he's got to he's got to tone this down, <laughs> right? Let's go smaller. Yeah. Because I'm watching Inception. Not Inception. God, now I'm like <laughs> got all confused. I've been rewatching Insomnia. I have like 45 minutes left, and it's hard for me to believe that he even did that film. Yeah. Just remembering the movie, it's hard now. Thinking about that film, which I have not re or watched. It's period. Free, it's awesome. I love. But that. I want to see something that is just very. Bare bones. Just, yeah, bare bones story. It's a cat and mouse game. Do something small. I want to know that you can still do this. And that's where I, after leaving the theater, I wonder, hmm, well, maybe he's like too full of himself. And a lot of this is where a lot of your Nolanites are just, you know, praising what he's done. It's a good movie. It's well done. It's well done. I, I don't feel an air of um, ego or cockiness like I do with Tarantino. Sure. Tarantino is trying to show you how good he can write dialogue. I don't feel that with Nolan. I just think he's he's just coming up with these concepts that I think we – I want to know that you can just scale it down. Sure. Because even when the Batman films are big films, but they're easy to follow. Mm -hmm. We're not – I think – even with Dunkirk, it's a, such a simple film, but we have to play with time. And then even that movie for like 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, there, there's that's my largest complaint about Dunkirk is that yeah, some of that you don't, you just don't need some of that. But I feel like with that one, at least once you understand what's happening, it all fall, it all clicks. Sure, yeah. With this one, it hasn't clicked yet, but again, I've only seen it the one time. Let me ask you, is this too confusing for the average moviegoer? Uh, yeah. I would say this is why I have a hard time believing this is the movie that's going to resuscitate the box office. Mm -hmm. You're going to maybe in the idea that people need to see it 14 times. <laughs> but people aren't going to want to see things 14 times no. during a time like this. Not now. I feel like you're going to restart the box office. It's got to be some, it's a crowd pleaser. And mm -hmm. I don't, Tenet is not that. Mm -hmm. Not that for me, at least. Yeah. Do you think it's worth risking your health to go to the theaters and see this? I think if you feel comfortable and you can wear a mask like I did the entire time, yeah, why not? Where does this rank among Nolan's films for you? Uh, low tier. I have this currently second to last. Oh. Following Dead Bottom for me, just not a movie I really like. Maybe above Dark Knight Rises, which I have at the very bottom as well. Is the following or following is that, that's at the... Very bottom. That's numero. Because this is number 10, right? Mm -hmm. I believe. No, 11. 11. 11? Yeah. If you count following. Yeah. I mean, following is, is will never probably, I don't think he'll do anything worse than that. I don't think that's a bad film. It's just not, um, not one I'm going to ever want to rewatch usually. Speaking of QT, Tarantino, he's always said 10 films and that's it. Do you think now... Nolan would be better off if he never made no. this movie. We need. I want <laughs> Nolan movies. We we want QT movies. He needs to. He needs to get his head out of his butt. I yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this honestly ranks uh, mid tier Nolan for me. I need to rewatch this to finally land on a place. But 
whenever I first saw it to now, I feel pretty much the same. I've changed a little bit. Like, I appreciate more things about the movie. But you're still thinking about it, right? Absolutely. Because it's a week plus for me, and I'm every day I think about it or I listen to the score. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I felt like the overall sound design, including music and sound effects, did outweigh the dialogue in this movie. That, that could be another worst thing. I You need subtitles. Mm-hmm. Not only the follow the science stuff, but... They have a mask on with an accent. I had no idea what they were saying. And then the and then yeah, the background noise blew out a lot of stuff. I overall, that's I mean, one of the major complaints about Interstellar, I felt like this was far beyond Interstellar and Dunkirk. Where people just, had that issue with Bane. Mm-hmm. That was oh, a rumor yeah. thing and they had to fix the audio, which I think Nolan denied. I mm-hmm. think he said he never tweaked it. Maybe he can't hear. I I was talking to a friend about this that I feel like a lot of times, especially in this case, Nolan knows what he wrote and what the story is, and he has it so ingrained in him that it's not confusing to him. And I think somehow along the way it gets overlooked that people coming in completely blind are not going to be able to just immediately know what this is. We need to kind of remember you do have to dumb things down a certain way. Or I don't know. Or maybe not just... Once again, it sounds bad, but like it seems as if he's trying to do something that is unnecessary at times with this, with a lot of the where it's just like so plot heavy that it's and then there are no complaint against characters being very one dimensional overall. But once again, it just like there's it was just so um, developed along this just plot that. It left me wanting other things, but... You know what else this movie's missing, by the way? I liked John David Washington and I liked Pattinson, and they have a, I would say, pretty good relationship and a banter. Mm-hmm. This movie needs something like Inception. It's missing an Arthur and a Eames. Yeah. That back and forth and that comedy, because there is a little... There's, I actually laughed a couple times during Tenet, but there, there needs to be a, a banter that they didn't have in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I could have used it. I don't say it needs it, but... It'd be um, helpful. We know John David Washington can be funny, and he's funny a couple times in this. And did you like Pattinson? I did a lot, actually. He was cool, right? I, I re- It makes me excited to see what he can do with the Batman. But I think this role was... He was so good in this. I think both Washington and Pattinson were really good. And I enjoyed that camaraderie, both of them delivering you know, what they had for Nolan. It was, it was great. Now, do you do you like the use of time inversion? I mean, it's fun to watch. It's cool. I like to see it's more really of it. It's really cool. Were you, so there, a lot of a lot of what I've read and seen is is just, you know, when you watch the trailers, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. <laughs> I don't know if I was ever truly blown away by anything that I was watching. Overall, th- it, this is crazy. I would say Interstellar, and Inception would be those two movies of Nolan's that I would say. The the best stuff ends up being the practical effects and how he shot it. But then again, that's how he shot this, and it was really awesome. And he is, once again, kind of raising the bar. So, I, I don't think there's anything in Tenet that's as good as the motel scene in Inception. Yeah. The best scene in this movie, though, I think is the the inversion fight. Yeah, 
I at would the agree. airport. That whole thing is incredible. And then we come back to it. That's awesome stuff. Yeah. And with the way he films it, but also his requirement, Nolan's requirement for them to work in reverse to shoot those scenes, that is something that as some of the stunt doubles and John David Washington and other actors said, yeah, we've never done anything like this before. And I don't think it will happen again. Unless we get Tenet 2. Speaking of, <laughs> would you like a sequel? Um, oh, man. It, uh, yeah, I hate to say yes, but I kind of do. I like the idea that they had this, that uh, at, uh, John David Washington and Pattinson had this relationship and he's just now learning about it. I think that's kind of cool that we could get more mm-hmm. more missions. I, I I would like that. And especially once we get that sealed off, that the main theory is Robert Pattinson is Debebic. Uh, Debicki's. Elizabeth Debicki, by the way, not Emily. Oh. I think you're on drugs. Uh, I must be. You, you hate so, her like Kenneth, her husband, <laughs> hates her in this film. So apparently her and Brana's uh, son, that's Robert Pattinson. That's the major theory. Uh, um, he's inverted himself and he's aging backwards. Cool. Very like, cool like idea. Benjamin Button, basically. Cool. That's definitely what this movie seems like. But I would love to get a sequel or a prequel if we're going in reverse. Will you be returning to theaters soon after seeing this, not necessarily to see this movie, but just in general. I was nervous to go to the movies again. Uh, once it started, I felt comfortable and safe. And honestly, I would do it again. It would not be a weekly thing. Hmm. Like, I, I want to see this again. Am I willing to go back? Uh, uh, it's 50-50. But it's, I, don't feel, I don't feel the need to go to the, the theaters often right now. Yeah. But yeah, I would go back. I would, for sure. Especially, I didn't see anything that was happening that made me question, oh, wow, this is not safe. Or it made me feel uncomfortable. Everything I saw was, quite frankly, just a slightly heightened version of the way it was before. But I felt fine. I felt safe. I didn't mm-hmm. feel bad at all. That's good. Final grade for tenant. Even though it's lower Nolan, it still is a great movie. I'm, I want to say like a B minus. I'm going to say a C, a wow. flat C. Yeah. I know it. I feel like you liked it more than I did. I, there are a lot of things I liked about the movie, but my major thing, the last like 40 minutes of this movie, I checked my phone from 40 minutes on, I checked my phone five times. Yeah, the whole red-blue thing is just... I would just like, let's get this over with. I liked it. I really liked it. But I was... I got... Especially the last 30 minutes, I'm like, there's no... I don't understand what Nolan's doing here. Like, let's just speed it up. Yeah. I mean, I kept saying that it was like I got hit in the head. I had no idea what was going <laughs> on. The, that, the whole, like, battle, final battle, great stuff, cool stuff. But I'm like, that just seemed unnecessary. I, I don't know. There yeah. was... That Didn't it look like so they go underground mm-hmm. and um, it looked like the exact same location where uh, Batman fights Bane? Oh yeah, like on that bridge. It yeah. literally looked like the same location. I wonder if they shot it in the same. That's spot. a good point. Yeah, even though I think it's a great movie, it's very, and that's kind of frustrating because I was hoping the big tentpole movie that we'd end up seeing to bring us back to theaters would be like 
a resounding A plus type movie. And great movie, you gave it a C. I know it's a great movie. Yeah, it looks great. Great production. Technically, it's a great film. Yeah, I mean, it's it is a it's a very good movie, but. Just on right now where I rank it, it's it's a C. I'm going to tell you, we watched that again. It's the the grade will go up. I yeah, I would say for myself, absolutely, and also for the rewatch. One thing, even though I I've been fighting this, like, do I want to return to theaters and see this or not? I don't know, but I want to watch this at home so I can watch some of those scenes in reverse. So I can literally go back and watch it in reverse. All right, I hope you're ready for Guess That Chris Nolan Movie Game. I've, the, is that the theme for this? Yeah, it is. Okay. We're under, we, actually we're over budget, just like Chris Nolan. But we have 10 movies. I left out, I'm going to tell you that I left out following. I did not include that. That's fine. But I included from Memento on, and then we've got including Tenant. But this is where I will give you four clues to guess what Nolan movie this stems from. And I wrote it out just like the IMDb uh, page for each movie. There's a quote, there's a goof, there's trivia, and there's other. Other could be anything random. But the other will be only if you ask for it or need it. Are you ready to play Guess That Chris Nolan Movie Game? Yeah. Starting with the quote, even if you get revenge, you're not going to remember it. Well, memento. Ooh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Did I get that right? You did, yeah, oh, okay. right away. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty simple. All right, here I mean, we it's go. It's a guy that can't remember anything. That I, I want to start that off uh, pretty pretty easy. Sure. Okay. All right. Here is a goof for movie number two. Some shots of a wooden pier walkway show it as constructed a particular way, which didn't happen until more than 20 years after the events of this movie takes place. So that's Dunkirk. Ooh, yeah. You're right. So so these are none of the answers will be Dunkirk or Memento from this point. Correct. On, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Movie number three. What are we playing for, by the way? Oh yeah, I should have you, clarified. You didn't even tell me. So because you d- got fifty bucks during the last game. Yep. And I'm adding another fifty to when we play the iTunes or the t- chart toppers game. This is double or nothing. I added fifty to my fifty, so it's a hundred bucks. You're playing for a hundred dollars. And it's just the money just goes back and forth. Yeah, exactly. All right. We're, we're inverting it. All right, here I'm going to start with trivia on this film. Okay. Only has 280 visual effects, fewer than most romantic comedies. Uh, that's Tenet. Ooh, yep. Nailing it. Do you just like study Chris Nolan on your like spare time? I told you, I, he's basically <laughs> my god. This is awesome. All right, here we go. Goof. For movie number four, the police cars have a large GPD on the side, but the abbreviation used on the jackets is GCPD. Well, it's obviously a Batman film. Yep. Now, which of the Batman films, there's a specific one? Mm-hmm. Which one has the most cop cars? I'm just going to say Batman Begins. <sighs> Final answer? Sure. You are correct. Yeah! <laughs> I was hoping I'd be able to make it to at least... Another clue before you guessed it. All right, here we go. This I'm trying to decide which one I want. I'm I'm going to give you 
the other clue or hint. Okay. So this is this, so this was, would be anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. The seventy millimeter IMAX version is two minutes shorter than the regular seventy millimeter version. That's Interstellar. Oh, how in the world do you even <laughs> know that? Did you like? No, I know Nolan stuff. That's. I got lucky with Batman Begins because obviously, I mean, that's yes. three different films. I just went with that because it's the first one. Man. All right. Here we go. For well, I don't have many movies left. So we got Prestige, Dark Knight, Insomnia. Uh, how many questions is there left? So we are halfway through right now. What am I missing? Got Dark Knight halfway. Rises? Okay. I'm going to go with a goof for movie number six. During a takeover scene, the bad guys enter the place shooting. It is noticeable that their machine guns are not shooting, yet we hear the noise and we see the ricochet of the bullets against the monitors in the ceiling. It's got to be Dark Knight. Uh, No, that's Dark Knight Rises. Final answer. Are you locking it in? Yeah. You are correct. Yeah! Uh, it's the bank scene, right? Or yeah. the Wall Street scene? Yeah, yeah. I took out Wall Street. We'll see. To, yeah. So that All way, hail, we'll see. <laughs> you're sweeping Our us. old intern, baby. Woo! Okay. I'm summoning him right now, baby. Oh, man. All right, here we go. This is for movie number seven, the final clue. This could be anything. Okay. Kate Winslet was approached for the major female role opposite of the main protagonist, but turned it down, citing that she couldn't see herself as that character. Oh, man. I'm going to say Insomnia. Did I, did I already lock in Insomnia? No, mm-hmm. we haven't done it. I'm going to no. say Insomnia. Final answer. I don't Or do you want other clues? I've already clues? done Interstellar. Hmm. You've got three other clues. How many more movies do I have? Uh, this will mark four. You've got four, four including left, this, including this. I'm going to say insomnia. Are you, you want oh, any other man. clues? It could be prestige too. Could be the prestige. What do you think? You want any other clues? I'm trying to think when Kate Winslet was just like on fire. So it's got to be. I mean, she. It's could. not going to be the Dark Knight because there's other than Rachel. It's not her. <laughs> She's not Rachel. Um. So I do, I do still have. I don't know why you're laughing. Because there's one clue that will. It's a dead giveaway. But I'm saving well, it I for just, last. Okay. It's up to you. So I can get another clue on this. On this. Oh clue? yeah, you've got three other clues. All right, give me another one. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin this streak. All right. Here's clue number two. A major character has an accent for the first part of screen time, but drops it for the rest of the film. Uh, the Prestige. Are you locking it in? Yeah. Any other clues? No. You are incorrect. What? Let me give you... What movies do I even have left? Let let me give you another hint. Okay. One of the major film scenes is inspired by Nolan's favorite James Bond movie. Oh, Inception? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is it? Kate Winslet was going to play the role of Mal. The Marion Cotillard Mm -hmm. character? Yeah. Dang it. I thought I already said Inception, too. Nope. Too many eyes. All right. All right, here we go. So what movies do I have left? The you Dark Knight. Left. I have The mm-hmm. Dark Knight. I have Insomnia. Mm-hmm. And I have The Prestige. Yep. Okay. All right. Movie I'm going to lock eight. this down. Ooh. I need to invert that and get that right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you do. Movie number eight. Let's go ahead and start with the trivia 
clue. And that is the editing includes 146 time jump cuts, which averages to almost one timeline jump per minute of the movie. Oh, man. I know. That's that was, I think, the best clue. You want me to say it again? Prestige, Insomnia, The Dark Knight. Mm hmm. Uh, Say it again. The editing includes 146 time jump cuts, which averages to almost one timeline jump per minute of the movie. Um, so I can get another clue because I. Mm. You want to get you want to get 90 percent, at least 90 percent. Are you I'm leaning towards something. Are you are you ready for the it's, second? It's clue? not the dark night. I'm just that's off the list. The others are pretty much a, a pretty big giveaway. I, I feel like it's um, I feel like it's the prestige. I'm going to say the prestige. Are you locking in, or were you like any other? Nah, let's lock it in. Let's, I don't even want to. Don't even tempt me. <laughs> okay, I will. I will give you the second clue, which is a quote as a hint, maybe closer so, to what you're going to guess. Am I able to unlock it if I if yes. I hear this? Mm-hmm. It's a quote. Okay. And it is four words only. Are you watching closely? Yeah, they're prestige. Yeah. So you've got that. And the f- and most likely, depending on if you get this, it will be game over because it's just two movies left. Yeah. And it's a quote. And I just love it. A good cop can't sleep because he's missing a piece of the puzzle. And a bad cop can't sleep because his conscience won't let him. That's insomnia. Ooh, final answer. Mm-hmm. You are correct. And I'm just going to stop there and not go what for What was the Dark next Knight. one, just out of curiosity? What was the uh, question? For the next clue? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's going to be a goof, and it's, it's obvious that a stunt dumble with a wig is one of the main characters chasing the other main character immediately prior to this chase sequence. Okay. Is that the log sequence? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Man, that log sequence is just so freaking good. Man. What a game. That was a fun game. Did you, I, after watching the, after watching Tenet, I thought, oh, this would be like, I wonder if I could trip you up on anything because I know how much you love Nolan. That really, it really, uh, I can't believe I missed that. That Inception one. That that, that, I have Man. to say, that was pretty impressive, though, to end up going through trivia and basically trivia and quotes, and that's it. I didn't know that Kate Winslet was uh, in talks for that movie. Interesting. For the role of Mal. Let's do chart toppers. Ooh, I'm ready. So this is 100 bucks worth 100 bucks. This is, well, I brought 50 Ooh. You You won 50 last time. Okay. Well. I mean, I guess I could be getting that money back. Well, I need, I need to get 50, this 50 bucks. Since I am going to be writing you a check for a hundred, <laughs> if anybody can follow the money, I, I commend you. Uh, now, iTunes rental top five. Two of these films are from last week, so I'm just going to reveal those as we go. I'm going to guess Bill and Ted. Well, we'll just tell you. As you okay. Go. Oh, you want to just guess which ones are still in the top five? Okay, so you, you're locking in Bill and Ted. What's the other one? Black Panther. No. Hmm. I was it's actually surprised by this. So I did 42? this yesterday. Uh, no, no, no Bozeman. Hmm. What is today's date? It's like the 9th? It's the 9th of September, yeah. So I did this. I checked this on the 8th. Okay. September 8th. So last And this night. was updated. 
Um, no, King of Staten Island. Oh, that's still surprising. In the, still in the top five. Huh, okay. So this week, you're looking for number one, number two, and number five. We'll start with number five. Clue number one. Uh, if you don't know what this game is, you just have to guess what's what's on the top of the iTunes rental charts. Could be anything. Could be anything. Loves that. I always, I just find it fascinating. What are people renting? Because one of these movies I've never heard of in my life. Especially renting right now. I'm not, I'm not rented a single thing during the pandemic. I've streamed a ton. But we rented some stuff. We rented the rental. Oh, okay. Fun movie. And be worth it. All right. So number five on the charts. Here's clue number one. It's a documentary. You have any ideas? Uh, none that has been like. I think there was like one that got some attention recently, but I I can't think of anything. Clue number two: This actor, the main actor that it's about, is praised as one of the most gifted comedians of all time. Okay, I'm going to guess George Carlin. Clue number three: It stars an actor who had a co-starring role in a Christopher Nolan film. Hmm. One of the most gifted comedians of all time. It's a documentary about this person's life. Weird. Perhaps their final days. And this actor appeared in a Chris Nolan film. Hmm. A Chris Nolan film. I mean, he doesn't... He hasn't worked with a lot of people that... Okay, so it's Robin Williams. And it's a documentary. Just came out. Just came out on Robin Williams. His final days. Is that the name of it? Final, the final days? No. Do you think you know what it is? Because I think that's the name of something that just came out, and it's called the final hours or final days. It is not that. It's Robin Williams, and I know there's inside his mind. It's not come inside his come inside my mind or whatever that HBO. And that's one HBO, was. yeah. Mm. It's brand new. I don't know what the name of this is. Are you locking that in? I, I honestly have no clue, so cool. I'll just have to. Way of a white flag. It's called Robin's Wish. What? It's about his final days and what he, I keep saying that, but <laughs> about, uh, you know, his Louis body dementia. Weird. And his struggles. I think his wife so his out wife, with this. Yeah. I saw her on GMA last week and she was talking about this. I think it's kind of huh. clarifying, you know, what he was dealing with. Okay. Before he sadly took his own life, which was... I believe 2014. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. Hard to believe that. You're, yeah, or 2015, something like that. Man, that is so, that's crazy. I, I'm curious by this now. Robin's Wish, number five. Number four, okay. King of Staten Island, which you've guessed, okay. so you get that. Number three is Number Bill three, and Bill and Ted Face the Music. So now we're on to number two, the second most popular rental on iTunes. Brand new movie. Uh, I didn't I, say that. I never I, I said bet, that. You I might bet, have said that. I bet the I bet the top two are older movies. Uh, clue number one: This film was written and directed by a two-time Oscar host. Here's a, another clue that's part of this first one: The Best Picture winners of those years were Crash, so that was 2006, and No Country for Old Men in 2008. Hmm. Okay. Clue number two: It earned. Mixed reviews, this film earned mixed reviews from critics who called it, quote, soft political satire. If you're oh. curious, it's at 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, crap. Is it? Um, you want the third It's clue? John Stewart. You want the third clue? Yeah, sure. Life magazine once hailed the movie star as, quote, the funniest man alive. 
Okay, so that would be Steve Carell. What hmm. was the name of this movie? I know it's... It it's is the most... Not, uh, you would never guess that this was about... It was e- a political comedy. Era, irresistible? No. What is it? Era... Man, I'm beating myself up now because I've Don't seen this. Don't overthink it, baby. It's... E- e- Don't <sighs> overthink it. Just log it. Just lock it in. I'll just say irresistible. Hey, it's not... You ir- got it right. Really? Yeah. For some reason... Isn't that an odd title for this movie? Yeah, I thought that it would be like some other... Like that Kevin Costner movie, Swing Vote. Swing Vote. That yeah. makes more sense. Uh, you ever going to watch this? I kind e- of want to, but it looks pretty poopy. I know. That's how I feel. I'm like, it's, I'm interested, but not enough to, man, maybe. If it's streaming, maybe. But it'll be stuck in my queue for a long time. Yeah. I'm not rushing to see it. But it's got Chris Cooper. I'm not, and Mackenzie Davis. I'm not mm. huge on Carell post The Office. I'm just, okay on john stewart like there's yeah. there's nothing that's like really in terms of like his movies it's like eh, it's not really doing it for me i'm a, i'm surprised though that a guy's so hailed for all his you know comedy and stuff did something that was uh like this seemingly not very good oh. number one this is a film that i've never seen before in my entire life hmm. never heard of it until i did this oh great i had to look it up so you're not going to get this right if oh, you get boy. this right i'll uh I'll, I'll literally give you a thousand dollars. It's like the silencing, or uh, yeah, the silencing. Um, hmm. Clue number one: It was released digitally September first, so last week. This is like a brand new film. Oh wow! Uh, tagline for this film: Family comes first. Wait a second. Family comes first. Wait a second. <laughs> hmm. If you get this right. Family comes first. I'm going to scream into a pillow. Third clue, the main actor achieved success with 90s movie roles in things like I Know What You Did Last Summer and Cruel Intentions. He later appeared in a Clint Eastwood film. Oh, it's Ryan uh, Ryan Phillippe. Phillippe. Yeah, and oh man, I heard. (laughs) Family comes first. I don't know what the title means. Hmm. But it involves apparently a kidnapping. What's weird, I ended up cutting, there's apparently a new ABC show that's coming out, and he's starring in it called Big Sky. Never heard of it. Coming that's out the this David E. Kelly show, right? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but there's this really weird promo that I edited today. I'm moving my ABC's phone because I feel like you're oh, like cheating. No, I can't see it. He's cheating. Mm. There's a freaking <laughs> There is a screen, right but here, I can't. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm just going to say, well, I'll lock in the same as his show title big sky yeah that's incorrect it's called the second what (laughs) family comes first do you know what this movie is even about he like intervenes with a kidnapping and him and his kid are weird arms way weird it sounds like um ass blow it definitely (laughs) sounds like you know we have vod stuff now and it's respectable this sounds like 2002 VOD stuff where yep. it's just like dump it on DVD. The, yeah, this is a direct-to-DVD. Hmm. Man, I'm like, that's... I looked at it and I read about it and I'm like, what happened to this guy? Man, But that maybe stinks. he needed a little paycheck, baby. Apparently, now he's going to be in Big Sky and turn it all around. That'll Ooh. be his second. But he really. was in something recently and I was, it wasn't like Is it this. a TV show? No, nah, it was a movie. 
Hmm. He was in that wish box or whatever, like that horror film a couple years ago, and he was the father of the girl. Oh, Make yeah. Make a wish or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, he's a dad now? I oh, feel old. Oh, my goodness. That's all I know what you did last summer in my in freaking theaters. I kind of want to rewatch that. I think it popped up on Shudder recently. You should. Yeah, I, watch, I like to watch those every Halloween, every October. Yeah. Because uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That, that would be good. Oh. That would be a good rewatch. You want to do the last thing real quick? Because I got my fantasy draft. I got a scoop. Yeah, that's coming up soon. So what was the last thing that you watched? Uh, like I said, we always do movie week. My girlfriend and I. My girlfriend. My wife and I. <laughs> I don't have a secret girlfriend. You're still getting um, in the habit of saying that. My wife. We had two options. I said Because it was my pick. And I said, I want to watch a Fincher movie. We're either going to watch mm. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. She hadn't seen it. Brand new to HBO. Or Zodiac. She picked Zodiac. She said, I want to watch that one. So we watched the masterpiece known as Zodiac. That's your favorite Fincher, right? It's my favorite Fincher. Honestly, I don't think until this last watch, I realized how incredible Mark Ruffalo is. He's so good. He's so good in that. Yeah. You know who else is also amazing? John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, he's really good. He's good in everything. Yeah. I I love him. He he plays a good creep. He's so good. You know who I forgot's in that movie for like the final minute or two? Robert Downey Jr. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, What's his name from uh, the Twilight Zone we loved? Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Simpson. Jimmy Jimmy Simpson. Simpson, Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love seeing him. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that too. That's good. That's a good pick. Yeah, what did Lexi think, your wife? She loved it. And we picked out on Domino's. Ooh, what did you I get? I got that taco, the new taco pizza, and then the the pan pizza, extra pepperoni, extra cheese. We love Domino's. Every single week we go to Domino's. Um, we're not a spon- we, They're not a sponsor of ours, but we, we love Domino's more than anything. Honestly, at this point, it would be fantastic if they could end up fueling all, all of our watch parties. I wish. Or uh, watches. If, if I had the cheese, so I've had the cheeseburger and now the taco, cheeseburger way better. Mm. Way better, in my opinion. Lexi liked the uh, taco one better. Really? Oh, the pans. Extra that's... prep, extra pep, extra cheese. That's what I love about those pans. Bring that, bring that cheese all the way to the crust, baby. It's the best. Well, speaking of, I also indulged into some Domino's. Woo! And the last watch for, for myself. So I got some Domino's. I picked up that $7.99 deal. Ooh. I ended up going all cheese. That way I could end up plugging up my rectum on this. <laughs> so I I got uh, three cheeses, and it tasted like I had five cheeses. So good. So I got good. wings with it. I decided I'll, I'll indulge in some wings. Now, do you ever get, gar- you get garlic in marinara? I did. This oh, was, man, yeah. I love that garlic. Mm-hmm. I've been buying it in... So every time I order, I get like four of them. So I have like a stack of 12 at home. Oh, that's so... Especially... You can never have too many, too much garlic. The thing that we've talked about, eating the pan pizza the next day is almost as good as eating it the first day. That's how good their It doesn't get bad. It does, yeah. It's the best. Well, and it was just, it was so good. Give me that grease. And I ended up sitting on the couch... Eating all of that. And also I got the Parmesan wings, first time having it. Not bad. Not it, bad. They, they were good on the second uh, time around as well when I saved half of them. But I watched, put put on Shudder. I'm like, I got to get into this fall mood, get some more horror movies in my diet. I watched the Shudder exclusive, The Shed. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it. It's, I know what it is. Yeah. Is great, it poo it, it, A great premise. But the original title was called What's in the Shed, 
And that sounds like a game show. It does. Sounds like one of our stupid <laughs> games. It's it honestly, if you did not know what was in the shed, it could have been this really cool Hardy Boy Boy style um, of like solving what was happening with the shed or what was rather in the shed. And instead it becomes very predictable and it was okay, but I really wanted more out of it. And I can tell you right now, Shudder is not letting me down because they're bringing some really cool exclusives. I need to see Color Out of Space with Nicolas Cage Mm. next. I almost did a double feature, but did not yet. Yeah, I wasn't huge on that. But and I also started a movie called Yummy. That sounds disgusting. It does. While eating, I, I was finishing that up, and I started it right after. I stopped halfway. It's kind of cool, but um, I'll probably have that for the next, the last thing we watched. Do they but, play uh, Justin Bieber? They should have, but that yummy, yummy. Instead, it was a film that was too focused on playing foreign music. <laughs> I uh, so I got Shutter too. Shout out to Shutter. And I'm just saving some of these movies like Host. Uh, I still need to finish. Oh, host. I still need to finish Random Acts of Violence. Oh, man. That's, About 30 minutes left. I would be delaying that too if I were in your shoes. But I'm just, um, I'm getting ready for October. And I've already warned Lexi. I'm saying any movie that we watch on our, our movie night, it's going to be horror related. I might allow so stuff good. like Hocus Pocus, a little fun horror yeah. night. That's fine. I'm going to be watching a movie every night. I've been craving more and more of the Italian horror movies. Um, and I've been, I finished Deep Red not long ago, a classic Italian horror movie. And I think, especially with Shudder, they have that collection. I'm just, I'm slowly creeping into that. And I love it. One movie they have on Shudder that I've never seen is called The Changeling. Have you ever Ooh, seen that? Yeah. Um, I need to watch that. It's, that, that was one of the first horror movies I can remember watching. George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of really good things about it. It's just, it's, it's in that queue ready for me. One of, the, one of the first horror movies I remember seeing. It's got its arms open and it's waiting for me. Also Ooh. next month, maybe uh, a little sneak peek at our Pickums. more uh, uh, new episodes on Netflix of Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh. And they're promising some ghoulish tales. I, I will definitely jump in. I have not yet, but I... You know, my queue is so freaking long right now. What? HBO Max? Yeah, pretty much. We're going to start a new segment. We might even do a whole pod. Not a whole pod, but it's going to be three picks on HBO Max. Loves. Could be hidden gems or whatever. Because mine's like 47 deep. Yeah, I've added a ton, especially in September when they dropped some stuff. At the top of that list, The Wedding Singer. Jeez. I love that movie so much. It's good. That's one of my, uh, that may be my favorite Sandman movie. Look, got my HBO Max app open right now. Oh, Insomnia is on it. Yeah, I was watching it on my lunch break today. Oh my gosh. And what's funny is uh, the last part I left off was the the log scene. And I was like, I got to get back to work. So good. So freaking good. Well, we can't uh, keep you any longer because you got to go to your draft, baby. Yeah, I got to hurry up. All right, well, that's going to yeah. do it for us this time. $2,000 on the line. <laughs> and, well, you got 100 bucks there for winning the Guess That Nolan movie. I thought I had to get every one right. No, you got it because it was uh, 90%. Oh, I didn't even know I got the money. Oh, well, well, we'll put that actually, in the pot for, uh, for next week. Never mind. You, you didn't get that money. I got to save that for the next Domino's trip. Oh! <laughs> All right, film fans, thanks for joining. Until next time, keep watching. 
Dude, we got we gotta like tweet.